Welcome to the Holly Springs Deep Dive Podcast. It's election season, and you know how much I love talking to candidates so you can make a well-informed decision when you cast your ballot. This week, I'm releasing interviews with candidates for the North Carolina House. To avoid confusion, I'll release episodes for each district on different days. This episode features District 37 candidate Christine Kelly. It's important to know that both candidates were invited to participate in this podcast, but the incumbent, Aaron Paré's campaign, did not respond to my request. You'll hear from District 36 candidates later this week. The show notes for today's episode include all of candidate Kelly's campaign pages, as well as links to her campaign finance reports. Early voting starts on Thursday, October 20th, and runs through Saturday, November 5th. The Hunt Center in Holly Springs is one of the early voting locations. The website to check your registration status, find out where your polling place is, and view your sample ballot is available at readytovote.com. It's listed in today's show notes. Lines for this race and others were redrawn, and you may not be in the same district you were during the last election. A large swath of Holly Springs is in District 36 now, so please double check. Before we get started, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider becoming a supporter by clicking the Patreon link on my website, hollyspringsdeepdive.com. This podcast is free to listen to, but it's not free to make. Ready to hear from North Carolina House District 37 candidate Christine Kelly? Let's dive in. I'm so happy to be chatting again with an old guest that you've heard from before. She is running again for another office, Christine Kelly. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Karen. It's great to be back. I think old friend just means we've known each other for a while, right? Not necessarily that. It doesn't mean that we're both old. (laughs) That we are not old. (laughs) Yeah, we used to run in the same circles when I worked at the Holly Springs Chamber of Commerce and you were a town councilwoman. I used to see you at all the ribbon cuttings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Young at heart. We're both young at heart. Yes, That's right. And we oh, I yeah, promise right. we weren't talking about the 70s uh, earlier in this conversation before I hit record. We were not absolutely not talking about the 1970s and remembering specific things that happened, but it's fine. Like the great music. We, we, yes. We, <laughs> yes. We, we read about it on Wikipedia, right? We didn't live through that. Um, but you um, may recognize Christine's name. She uh, served on the Holly Springs Town Council for four years. Is that how I long did. you were on yeah. there? Yes. Uh-huh. And um, then you um, ran for mayor last I cycle did. and you lost to Sean Majewski. I did. And I remember when you did your interview for that race, I asked you what you were going to do and you said, you know, what you were going to do if you lost. And you said, I don't know, but I'll get up to something. <laughs> I- I'm not going to stay idle. Right. Look at you now. You stayed idle for like 20 minutes and then you're like, all right, I'm going to run for, I'm going to run for the North Carolina house. Well, Karen, um, that's funny that that happened. You're right. I didn't plan to run for the house and I wasn't planning to be idle. I mean, I was thinking I'd do a lot more yard work and I'm still really involved in the charities that I'm part of. So um, I do keep busy. But this, you know, that door closed. And um, as much as, as, you know, looking back, I wish I would have won. I didn't. But this door is now open and it's talking about serving in another way and serving a community that I love. So I'm walking through it. Yeah. Um, so you are dealing with a much larger geographic area than uh, just Holly Springs issues, right? Yeah. 
um, your district, what is it? I'm 37. District 37, yeah, yeah for the North Carolina House. And you are challenging the incumbent, Erin um, Paré. Yes. Um, so how hard is it to run against an incumbent? Well, it's it's hard to run, period. And so I don't right. know if it, it matters incumbent or not. Um, this region is larger. But one of the things I... I appreciate, and and folks probably don't know a lot about this of my background because I was so Holly Springs specific. And I talked about how small Holly Springs was when I moved here in 92, you know, 1200. Well, we used to shop in Fuquay and that was around 3000 people, right? So it was just a very, it was small too. Like this area was small. And when I go and travel around, you know, I see farms and, and I see new subdivisions and I see new stores. And so the area has grown a lot. However, there's such a nice recognition of some of the roots of our area, much like, you know, Holly Springs has historical district, and I'm thrilled that I was part of some um, black history markers. Um, Fuquay has a lot of farms. And and one of the things that I haven't shared, so I grew up, my parents owned a milk dairy, and we would go out on a milk truck and go to farms and collect milk. And so I had a lot of roots going through like farms and understanding farm families. And my family was like a a farming family. And then I later grew up in a small mining town where we knew everybody. So those are the kind of the roots I'm drawing on. We had a small business, everybody, you know, pulled their weight. And um, the reason I relate so well to across the region is I, during COVID, for instance, I was thinking of all those small companies and how they were going to go through it and making sure I would go talk to them as well as thinking of the big companies, because I work for a big company now. So I I do feel like I can relate to pretty much a lot in our region because of my background and just knowing it for so long, being here for so long. And um, I really look forward to, you know, to serving. And I tell people going, working um, for the community and serving on town council really taught me a lot about local laws and what we needed to do. And I think about how the legislature can help or hurt municipalities and areas. And that's what I will take to, to, you know, to Raleigh is make sure that um, this area gets represented and gets, and gets attention it deserves because we're kind of that last piece of Wake County that has not had the attention we need and deserve. So I, I, you know, excited to serve. Um, I'm, I'm happy and, appreciative of anybody who is willing to put themselves out like this, because I know, I know how theoretically semi ugly it gets just with our little local Holly Springs races. But when it gets much bigger, I mean, how is it different? Is it, is it scarier to be, (laughs) to be, you know, putting yourself out there to such a bigger audience and such a, such a, you know, an important race, um, is it dirtier politics or is it pretty much the same? Um, politics is hard. Period. Did you have to be, did you have to be braver? I guess. Did you I did. Yes. I did have to be braver. I did have to be braver because what I learned from my last race is that it's not always what you do is what people say about you that may or may not be real. Right. And so I came into this race with that reality and I, I sat down with my family and said, you know, it doesn't change who I am. I'm running. They might come after me. They might come after us. And they were so supportive. It's like, mom, it's too important. We'll support you. We know who you are. 
my friends know who you are. And, and even when I start to announce, so I had folks that would say, you know, I really wanted you to win the last race. And I see now I should have been more involved. So now they're volunteering. So it's scarier in a way, but democracy takes work. And right now the things on the line are so important. And I'm running and I tell people, you know, Governor Cooper's veto's at stake. We're three seats in the House, two in the Senate, one in the Supreme Court. And, you know, I've heard um, folks in the legislature that they don't want him to have veto power. And there are some laws that they've tried to push through that I'm thrilled that he does. And I'm running because I want to make sure that the things that are what I believe and I hear from voters, more importantly, believe that we need in our state are things that I know Governor Cooper's championing and I want to make sure that he, he can help move those forward. Well, that's the perfect segue. My next question was going to be about your platform. So let's hear about what your priorities are and what you think the biggest issues are. And I would imagine that the biggest issues that you see in the near future align pretty well with your priorities. So um, let's talk about those. So as you know, I have a Bachelor of Math. I'm a mathematician. So I I approach all this with data and looking at it and you know, I'm, my kids are, are leaving college, they're getting married, they're trying to find, you know, homes for starting homes. So I'm living through understanding how folks want to live and do things that we took for granted, like going to school and buying homes. So I know that, but I also know that in our region, for instance, the average age is 35, right? And so they are coming here to start their life and start their family And because of that, one of the top things I've had the whole time and have always felt important is public education and funding public education. I mean, I tell people I was a PTA president at two of the schools. The first time I was PTA president at um, elementary school, we were raising money for fun things. You know, let's get extra projectors or cameras or paint a mural. Mm -hmm. When I was PTA president at the middle school, we were paying for tires for sports buses or things that I'm like, why are we buying things like that? And it's just because the money's not there. We have got to fund our schools. And and, and, and that's a small example of, of just seeing the diff, how the funding for schools have changed so much. But, you know, teachers need to be recognized for their value and paid for what they do. And we need more healthcare professionals in our school systems and, you know, we need to make sure that our children are getting what they deserve because we prided our state at being um, a great place to come to because if our schools are so great and we track great companies, well, we need to keep sh- make sure our schools are great. And um, that is by far one of the biggest things. It's very easy to see, you know, the Leandro plan lays out exactly what needs to be done, how it should be funded. You know, the money that's sitting there for the rainy day, the billions of dollars, that money should go to do the things that we should do. You know, I mean, this seems like a rainy day. Well, and I tell people it's pouring in our public education. It's pouring. Mm -hmm. And particularly after COVID, I mean, the teachers that I know that really were worried about their students and have passion, we should recognize that. And they, you know, getting through the other side and helping these kids and the kids still need help with gaps. And we need to be more um, in tune for how are ways that we can help them. So public education by far is, is one of the things that as I'm talking to everyone is still really, really important. And, you know, you usually hear something like my mom's a teacher or my, my friend's a teacher. And, you know, and I tell them like my mom was a teacher. She actually was a a teacher up in Northern Ontario, one room schoolhouse. And, 
when I went to see her last December, she had one of her old students, my mom's 88, actually come visit her because teachers make a mark for your whole life because that's that's what they do. And let's let's support them as they need. So that's that's definitely really important and, and resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, the environment, as you know, um, I've always been a big advocate for the environment because living in this area for so long, you see how the, the region has changed and I want my, you know, generations to also enjoy it. Um, you know that I worked hard on the landfill because I know that that, you know, the landfill orders were bad. I mean, we should be able to live here and have a great place and, and make it where we are respecting our land. And, and, you know, I pushed for us to be tree city USA and we passed tree ordinances. You can't clear cut in, in residences like those kind of things, because it just makes for a better place and, um, a better place to, to live and attract the folks we like. And so the environment is definitely, um, big on my list. What I am learning now is that, um, I'm starting to, spend more time looking at other places that I might not have focused as much, like maybe clean water, um, clean air. So as you, as you prepare for this role, you know, you go look and bills that have passed or bills in committee and the work's all been done. It's just a matter of having the will to make sure that we do the right thing for our, for ourselves and our generation. So the environment's definitely up there. I love the um, focus on, renewable energy and how that will help our economy and help our state. Um, I think that that's, that's great. And I would like to support that. Um, accessible, affordable healthcare obviously comes up as well. Um, and this is where I start to recognize looking at regionally what we need. So we have a great hospital now and, and it's such an addition to our area. So we have access to great medical but I also realize in this capacity, you have to have a view of the state as a whole. And so some of our, our areas have holes in terms of access to healthcare. So, so I would, you know, I would go to represent this area, but I would also make sure that we have our whole state, um, that everyone's taken care of, um, mm-hmm. as an example. Um, in that healthcare part, I do, I do talk about, um, keeping decisions about one's health reproductive is and otherwise or between a patient and their doctor. And I think that elected officials don't belong in that picture. So I, you know, I talk about that with folks about reproductive justice and access to uh, women's health care. And that's become really important. And a lot of folks, that's not like the one question they ask, are you pro-choice? And I'm Absolutely. I mean, I really think that's reproductive health care for women. And folks are now sharing. Let let me put you on the spot. If a 19 or 20 year old young woman uh, was eight or nine weeks pregnant and there was nothing wrong with her, there was nothing wrong with the baby and there was nothing um, untoward about its conception, there was no rape or incest or anything like that. Do you believe it should be up to her? if she gets an abortion? I believe that having, yes, the answer is yes. And and the reason what's, what is happening right now is just this fear and misunderstanding of, of how, um, and, and kind of the, the negativity around saying something like abortion, but you know, one in four women have had an abortion. 
A lot of times they're women that have already had other children. I mean, there's a lot of decisions on that. And I don't know anyone who I've talked to that have had an abortion that took it lightly. And it was for their own reasons. And I respect that. I mean, it's it's a right. And I believe we should be in a state where women have equal rights. And that means also around their bodies. So, yes. Okay. Um, so a lot of times voters will look um, at who, like what organizations have endorsed a candidate. Um, it's almost easier to figure out do causes I believe in endorse this person or that person? That's what I'm going to believe in. That's who I'm going to vote for. So what kind of endorsements have you received? Well, I'm, I'm thrilled. I've been endorsed by the North Carolina Association of Educators or teachers because they know that I, I'm for them and, um, you know, will wear my red for Ed shirt out in public. And I, I'm just, you know, I was not a teacher, but because of teachers, I've built a great life. So love those. The Sierra Club, which which endorses my my work that I've done for the environment and how I want to make sure that we push for that. Um, Moms Demand Action is on there, and that's really about common sense gun um, legislation. And, you know, I, I, I see that folks say I want to take guns away. I never have. It's part of our Constitution. Um, gun owners, however, should should go through the necessary background checks, should be just as, you know, easier to to get a gun than a puppy that just seems wrong like you know we should at least have common sense background checks and um red flag laws i believe in that because people can hurt themselves and hurt others and if you think somebody will do that then then there should be a way for families to stop unnecessary um shootings so i'm really proud of that um so just to clarify, you are you're saying that you are not uh, in favor of taking guns away from law-abiding citizens who have them for their own purposes. No, no, and um, but I would like to see ways that they can keep their guns safely locked up, or you know, like follow the rules of responsible gun ownership. And most gunners I know do that. So, you know, um, the Moms Demand Action website has really great sound policies and it shows, and and some of the ones I, people I know in that group are gun owners. I mean, it's about just really being responsible with your gun. So I support that. Equality NC, I'm really proud of that endorsement as well, because it just shows how I respect um, everyone has rights. Love is love. Everyone should have an opportunity to to live a life that um, you and I get to live. And so um, I really support equal rights and LGBTQ plus support. And um, that one I'm really proud of as well. Lillian's List. Um, this one is fun. Um, I have this one for 314 Action Fund. So being a mathematician it's kind of nice that they endorse scientists and, and uh, mathies. And I'm really proud of that because I'm a STEM professional. I mean, my whole career has been around STEM. And um, so I think that's kind of fun because not a lot of folks here have that. Um, okay. So I've never, I've never heard of the 314 Action Fund. So that it, is. 
it's a new one. It's about supporting folks that are analytical and mathematical and scientists. So, so yeah, three fourteen because of pi. I assume. Three point yeah, it's a three fourteen three point one four action fund, and it's you know the tagline is elect scientists. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, I'm really proud of my AFL CIO endorsements as well, and they you know put you through quite a bit of rigor, but that really talks about making sure that workers have the rights that they they need to be safe on the job. It talks about making sure that folks have livable rate wages, which I really support. And again, all of these all of these laws have been kind of put out to to be discussed in committee, and they just sit there. And you know, there are studies that show Virginia's raised the minimum wage, and it shows that that companies have have done fine with it, and it just raised. I mean. COVID should have really showed this to us. The folks that didn't have folks coming in because it was too far to drive and the safety. If you have a little livable rate, you have less turnover, your satisfaction of how you can serve your customers rises because of the folks you have. I mean, it's just common sense stuff to me. So um, love that I've I, uh, been recognized for somebody who will champion that. Yeah, I remember um, here in Holly Springs uh, during COVID, you know, it was so hard to go to a store or to a restaurant because so many of their workers weren't coming to work because of COVID or because of transportation. And that's, you know, just being in Holly Springs, that's always been a big issue for us and probably Fuquay too, um, not having public transit. We do have public transit now. Holly Springs was the last town to get it, but it's not necessarily convenient. The yeah. The, the, on their, on their yeah, yeah. Voyage. I yes, I was with you, but it's not always... Yeah convenient and it's you know i i've lived in cities with wonderful transit and then part of it is how do you make it that it's convenient um i think this is still a couple years old but 85 percent of the folks that work in holly springs commute in and 85 percent of folks who live here commute out for jobs and that was part of why i was excited when we were able to get amgen and fujifilm biofsins here is like great jobs here in our area reduce the commute for folks great jobs coming in and even the other companies that will support them. You know, when you bring in hundreds of people, it's more restaurants, it's more services. So um, it is building a community in both in the, you know, the whole 37 where we are not just a, a bedroom community, but one that stands on our own and has the services we need. So that, that to me is, you know, so exciting because that means that we are, living, raising the quality of, of living for everyone. So is there anything else? We, we hit a lot of topics. We talked about your endorsements, your priorities. We talked about the seventies briefly. Um, <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to make sure people know before I ask the get to know you as a person kind of question that I have coming up? So I'm, I just, you know, when I think about, our district and how much has changed. It, it is pretty exciting that you meet folks. In fact, I met a couple last night. They've just moved here several months ago and are really excited to be part of here and they love the stores. And then, you know, I'm still really involved with Holly Springs MLK. We're, we're getting ready to do a golf tournament and these are folks that have grew up here. I mean, our community is a, a, um, a community of folks with different backgrounds, different things to share. And, you know, you sit around the table and did you know and share? I mean, I grew up in a small town. I still feel like where we live down here is a small town. And that just makes it um, why it's such a joy to live down here. And um, I just think that 
we are still going to grow. There are a lot of exciting things happening in an area. We can't forget our roots. And I just think that 37 is just a real gem. And we've just got great things ahead of us as we as we continue to be a, a place where people want to live, work, go to school, retire, play, you know. Yep. It's just a great area. So Live their lives. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Like I, yeah, like I said earlier, I, I applaud anybody who is willing to put themselves out, you know, whether, whether I align with them politically or not, I, I am amazed mm. that anybody would put themselves up for such, um, such a rough go of it. Cause I know that politics is rough, but let me ask you, what do you think people would be surprised to know about you? Because you've you've been in the public eye for a long time with your town council and stuff, but you as Christine, what do you think people would be surprised to know about you? I think that folks would be surprised by how approachable I am, and you know, I no that you can't say that. Nope, 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 nope. That (laughs) is too obvious. I have seen you at the farmers market. Everybody knows that about you. I you mean, think so? I want to hear. There's yeah. a lot of new people. They don't know who we are. Okay. Well, the but it's not a secret. Okay. So let's see. It's not um, a secret. Okay. Do you have an addiction to like true crime podcasts, or do you fall asleep listening I, to Dateline episodes? Or <laughs> I do love um, history. I do a lot of, particularly American history, because mm-hmm. I am a. Um, I can't say I'm a new American anymore because it's been almost 10 years now, but I've always been, you know, if I adopt this country, I want to understand more about it. And so I do try to understand, you know, what the different presidents do and how do things move forward And and then I I like to also look at it from the eye of the rest of the world, looking at the U S because, you know, when I, when I took that oath, I'm all in, but there are some things I just don't quite understand. How did it get this way? Right. You know, so I grew up uh, Canadian with a monarchy and I understood the monarchy and we were, we were subjects to the queen. We don't have that here, but we have something else where we idolize different people for different things they've done. So I just love history. Um, been watching PBS, any Ken Burns series. I oh, just yeah. love to watch. Yeah. Just love to watch those. Um, so that's kind of where I spend my time. I, I read a lot about the news. Um, I do love cooking shows. I love to cook. I love to try new recipes. So what is, what's your specialty? Oh, I have a lot of things. I think my kids love my mashed potatoes. Um, I love to, I actually love new recipes. So whenever I'm going to do something, I try something new. Like tell me what you like. So you don't fall back on a a sure thing. I always try something new all the time. And and kids are, you know, my husband, like, this was so good. Great. I, doctored up a recipe. It'll never be like that again. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't remember what I put in it, but I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't have the one thing. So I substitute, like I just, my mom was a great cook. I just love to, and I bake. I love to bake. I love to cook. I love to entertain. Um, I, I, I am a homebody in some ways. I do enjoy where I live. I sing all the time. Um, I love to harmonize. So uh, you know, I guess I'm still a s- small town girl at heart. Um, come on by anytime. If I'm <laughs> on the yard. I'll stop and talk to you. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate so much you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for doing this, Karen. Um, I think this is a great service to our community. And um, 
it's, it's, I know, a, a labor of love for you as yeah. well. So I appreciate the opportunity for doing this. And well, thank um, you for saying that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. You did a good job. You're, you're turning into quite the pro um, podcast guest. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, how about I sing? How oh, about that? We'll that, come up with that song. sounds How's like that? a plan. That sounds like a plan. All, All right. right. Good luck in thank your election. You. And um, I'm sure thank that you. whatever happens, you're going to be fine. Yes, I am. I will be fine. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. In the coming weeks, you'll hear from Board of Education candidates for Districts 5 and 8, and later this week from North Carolina House District 36. Stay well, friends. Until next time.